it's uh, heaven is not an inclusive place. Right. Uh, there's gates there. Yeah. There's walls there. <laughs> there. There is a reason why everybody can't come and and the entry mm. and people don't like this is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Hey, my friends, welcome to What Was That About? I'm with our uh, discipleship pastor, Moses Kahn, and I'm Dr. Tony Soldano. And um, I'm introing today. We're coming to you from Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, pastor Moses, this was really your baby. We want to talk about culture. We want to talk about Jesus arriving and really saying under new management. Mm-hmm. And then you made a statement that... The very first thing, really, that I guess John the Baptist made, and then Jesus followed. That's right. When they talk about repentance, is that you're wrong. <laughs> the I first, love, the I first, love it. the first message out of Jesus' mouth to humanity is, "Is you're wrong." Wow. Yeah. Wrong about what? Wrong about the way they think. The wrong about wrong about really, you know, uh, the direction of their life, and so repentance. Right. For those of you that might not know, in the Greek has two meanings. One meaning is to change your mind and the other meaning is to change the direction you're heading. And so if Jesus is saying change your mind and change your direction, he's implying that the current way you think and the current direction you're heading is wrong. So, so the first thing Jesus does when he shows up is tell humanity they're wrong. So so let's let's give context to that yeah. because humanity doesn't like to be told they're wrong. <laughs> right. They would have rather that Jesus came and just kind of said, hey, let me modify a few things for you. Yeah. And he probably would have been better accepted than, no, you're wrong. And it's actually 180 degrees the other way. But right. we talk a lot about culture. We yeah. talk a lot about values and the fact that you know, we are in a, a war of values and a war of ideologies. Yeah. Now, you are a foodie, right? That's true. Let's just tell the people <laughs> that when you're not watching food-related shows and yeah. cooking shows and whatever, yeah. you're watching documentaries. Right. Now, you saw something really powerful that lends into what we're talking about today about yeah. a company that everybody knows about, Boeing. Yeah. And that something happened when the culture changed. Tell yeah. us about that. And then we'll come back to this yeah. under new management. Yeah. So powerful, powerful documentary. It's really just one episode. It's like an hour and a little bit long, but it's called The Case Against Boeing. And so a few years ago. True story, right? True story. True story. Um, they had had they had, had some, some, you know, uh, safety issues in, in their plane caused, you know, the crash of, of two planes and, and some more, but many people lost their lives. In fact, the two major cases was, you know, one was one was a flight from Indonesia and another one was from Ethiopia. And in both cases, every single person, including the pilot, died. Right. And so I'm watching this and, and they're talking about the safety things. And and what had happened was they'd implemented some new software, new system. They didn't let the pilots know. And so all these things are happening. And so from the surface, it kind of looks like, wow, you know, they really they really failed to communicate. They really failed to train and, and what whatever, you know, if the pilots knew how to do this. Um, and it was like, okay, that's what it looks like until they do the backstory. And they talk about how so many different years ago, uh, Boeing came under new ownership. And before this new ownership, the, the main focus of Boeing was to provide quality 
in top safety, that there would be uh, no plane in the air that would be safer than ours, they would say. Mm -hmm. And so they build this, this incredible culture where this is what people value, this is what people are for, and all of a sudden new ownership shows up. And these are guys from Wall Street who, who really- they're Money guys. Exactly. Their whole focus Bottom is- line. Exactly. Their whole focus is how fast can we do this and how much money can we earn? And so little by little, the culture begins to change. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, man, this is a this is a lesson on culture. This is a lesson on values. It wasn't just that, okay, these, you know, this safety thing happened with these planes and it crashed. No, no, no. Years ago, new ownership brought a new culture. It was the new culture that killed these people. Wow. And so I was just like, this was amazing. So I had to tell you about it. Wow. Um, but what what a crazy, crazy story that that culture impacts lives. And so even in that story, based yeah. on what we're talking about, it's it's not that the new management wouldn't have had any safety concerns. Right. It's that it was no longer the number one priority. That's right. So so when it came down to profitability yeah. uh, versus, let's call it excellence yep. And, yep. and safety, uh, the bottom line ruled. Right. And then we'll deal with whatever happens down the road. But- the consequences were catastrophic. Huge. People died. People died. People died, Pastor Moses, right? Yeah. And I love that word, you know, the backstory. Yeah. And, and I think I think when, when Jesus arrives, he really begins to tell us about, hey, let me give you the backstory. Not, right. not only the future of, of where humanity is headed, mm -hmm. but let me let me give you the background of what what you know what caused you to get here. That's what happened with, with Boeing. Otherwise, yeah. To your point, uh, it would have simply been, well, you know, that little uh, sensor didn't work. And and by the way, what you didn't mention was they were actually blaming the pilot. That's right. They were right? blaming the pilot. They were like, well, it's the they pilot's wanna, fault. They didn't want to take the Meanwhile, blame. they didn't want to take responsibility That's right. for the fact that we changed the culture. And I'm sure they would have known. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and isn't that like <laughs> humanity, though, Pastor Moses? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, they they knew for sure. They blamed the pilots. And this is kind of how they, it's a very fascinating. If you have time, I encourage you to go watch it. Um, they they have to change these these planes because their planes are not selling as much as this this other this other European company, uh, the Airbus. And and what they do is they they want to bring a new plane, but if they they completely mess with the structure, they have to require all of their pilots to go through specific training. And training costs money. money. That's right. And so they, they change only a little bit wow. to call it new. Wow. So they don't have to go through the specific training. And so clearly, the, yeah, the priority wow. was, was just all, all messed up. They didn't want to take blame for it. So, so let's, let's take it to Jesus now. Yeah. So what is his priority? When, when, when he comes, yeah. like why would he do that? Right. Why would he say... Um, it's you're wrong. Right. Why would he want to alienate the majority of people yeah. not to hear this message? Why not? Why not just modify it a little bit? Why right. not just tweak it so that it was more acceptable? Like why go to the extreme of saying, hey, listen, you need to repent. Right. Which means to what? Change your mind and go a different direction. Like, why would he do that? Yeah. Well, well, you know, he, he says repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven is at is at hand. In other words, what he is saying is you've lived life on your own ownership, but now there's new ownership and I'm bringing a new culture. And ultimately we know that it's what to reconcile us back to God. And then and then also within that, human life is incredibly important to God, right? And so when Jesus is asked, 
What are the greatest commandments? He lists two, love God and love others. And so, and so that's what Jesus comes to do because humanity is living in a way where they're disconnected from God. And because they're disconnected from God, they can't live the life that they're called to live. They're not living with the purposes God has for them. And they're not loving others well. And so Jesus comes to really come and bring a new culture in. And if we go, you know, talking about backstory, if we go back to the starting of the Bible, we know that God gives Adam ownership. And Adam gives that ownership away because he disobeys God. And so as that ownership is given to really Satan, there's there becomes from there a, a new culture that seeps into humanity. And so when Jesus comes, he comes to flip that. And so he gives the Sermon on the Mount, which is completely countercultural. It's not what people are used to. It values God and at the same time it values people. And so and so that's why Jesus had to do that because at the end of the day, hum, hu, the human soul is incredibly important to God. Wow. And so he doesn't want he doesn't want them to lose out on an eternity wow. with, with him. That sermon on the mount of what you're saying. I mean, uh, it values God, it values people, it values our enemies. Yeah. Like like Jesus is saying, this is how you're going to live, right? Even with people that don't like you, that despise you. Yeah. I mean, this is the nature mm-hmm. of God, the heart of God. Yeah. Uh, but Pastor Moses, what would you say to people then that would say, Well, why did God give the law? If Jesus came and he said, you're wrong, and people were following the law, technically, weren't they following God? <laughs> well, the Bible actually answers that question, and Paul does in Romans, where the law is really there to reveal the sinfulness of humanity. It's there as a mirror to basically say, if I can paraphrase, that, that you're not good enough to accomplish this. We know that there were, there were over 600 laws that, that humanity was, was supposed to, to supposed to follow, and over and over and over again, the pattern is that it's not, they're not good enough to do that. So Paul tells us that the law was given so that you would see, really, the, the disconnect between you and God. And so that when Jesus would come, can you believe that? Jesus lived a completely perfect life. That means he, he obeyed those 600 and something commands perfectly so that you and I could see him fulfill the law. That's why he says, I haven't come to abolish the law. The law was there for you to see your sinfulness. I've come to fulfill it. As the only one who's capable. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it interesting, you know, we, we talk a lot about this, and uh, particularly in the in the comic world and all these, you know, all these movies, right? Yeah. That what human nature will will rise, we will right. overcome, yeah. you know, we will chop Thanos' head off, <laughs> we will bring people back that have been, yeah. you know, dissolved into the atmosphere. Right. People talk about parallel universes mm-hmm. and 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 every philosophy, Pastor Moses, that that says there is another way. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll all this, you know, end of the world, all this, everything coming into reckoning. No, no, no. We are going to find a way probably even to um, uh, to overthrow God, which is, yeah. by the way, what the devil believed, right? Right. That's what Satan thought he could do. And, yeah. And, and, and how does that... How does that then lead into what we're talking about that Jesus is saying, you're, you're wrong? Why are, we, why are we constantly trying to tell him that he's wrong? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, well, I think on one side, you, you can't, you know, sometimes you can't get something, something right un- until you know that what you're doing is wrong. Mm. You know, um, like, like if I'm, you know, if I'm doing, you know, growing up, I hated math, but they would always ask you to show your work. You couldn't just write the answer. They'd be like, you need to show your work because they wanted to know, 
that if you took the right way to get to that conclusion, and I always hated that because it meant you couldn't use calculators right. and all that stuff. And so, and so part of Jesus telling you you're wrong, telling us that we're wrong, is so that we could see the right way, right? We always hear this, you know, we say, oh, Jesus, you know, is so inclusive, Christianity is so inclusive and all that. Well, is it inclusive or is he just being clear? You know what I mean? If there's many doors and I tell you the right door to take, yes. am I being inclusive or am I being clear yes. about here's the way to go? Here's what you need to do. And so I think part of our human nature. And so, you know, you talked about this in, in one of your sermons where you talked about, you know, the values of our, of our church and you talked about the war of values going on right now. But I think part of why we resist God is because it's a culture cra crash. It's, it's we're under different ownership. And so until we come under his ownership, it's always going to clash. It's going to be two different worlds yes. trying to fit into each other that don't because it's separate ownership, separate cultures, separate values. And so when Jesus says, you know, you need to seek first the kingdom mm -hmm. of God first. So it's a priority thing. It's a here's what to value first. Right. And so as you and I, as followers of Jesus, the reason we can we can make a difference in this world, the reason we invite people into into Christianity and following Jesus, not because we're being inclusive and whatnot, what we're saying is there's new ownership that the creator of this world yeah. has come in to take ownership of humanity. And here's the culture yeah. he wants us to live by. Yeah. So the truth is that whosoever can come, right? Yeah. But you can't come any way you want to. That's true. That's and good. So Jesus said, yeah. I am the way. Yeah. I am the truth. Mm -hmm. And I am the life. Yeah. And, and so my friends, the truth is, you know, and I think you alluded to it, you know, it's uh, heaven is not an inclusive place. Right. Uh, there's gates there. Yeah. There's walls there. <laughs> there. There is a reason why everybody can't come and and the entry, mm -hmm. and people don't like this, is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Not that we preach it to be so or we believe it to be so, because it is. And so yeah. here it is, my friends. Uh, the creator of the world came. And he said, uh, it's under new management. Come on. And he said, you're wrong and I'm right. And if you want to follow the right way, then you have eternal life. And if you don't, well, we know what the other side of that mm -hmm. is. So yeah. that was awesome. I thought that was an incredible story of, uh, of culture so and values. So, yeah. hey, thanks for joining me today. I greatly appreciate <laughs> it. My friends, God bless you.